am sent from my father's ministry. So if you appreciate what we three do, it is a direct reflection on what he did in his ministry Amen. sending out. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now watch. Temple, Temple is sending Brother Travis. Brother Travis is leaving Temple in, in January going to the Philippines. Him and his family are going to minister in the Philippines to take the gospel to the Philippines. My daughter is presently right now in the Dominican Republic. She is a representative of Temple. Uh, Brother Chris O'Neill has gone out to pastor. Uh, uh, Brother, uh, uh, help me, my mind just went Scott. blank. So Brother Scott. Brother Scott Campbell has gone out and he is pastoring now. We are sending, but guess what? God's wanting to send more. We have teams going out. We, they, they went to Costa Rica this year. They've gone to Uganda. They've gone uh, 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 even here in the United States and different places out to the, the Indian Reservation up north and in Mexico. Uh, we are sending the gospel. And I don't, you know, I'm, I'm thrilled to death about the seating capacity, uh, mainly because we get to go from three services to two. Say amen right there. Amen. Amen. I, it may add five years to my life. I'm, I'm pretty sure. But, but the main thing is, is we're reaching people here in Coleman with the gospel. But what we need to do is reach every creature. Amen. Every creature. And all God's people said. Amen. I want y'all to give. Y'all know him. I mean, he's one of us. He don't really need none of this. But let's let Brother Travis know we're glad he's here today. Amen. All right. Amen. If you'll take your Bible this morning and go to Psalms uh, 96, Psalm 96, and I will read uh, about five verses, and then we'll pray. Psalm 96, one of my favorite passages of Scripture, and uh, so it's a joy to get to preach about this this morning. The Bible says in verse number one, O sang unto the Lord a new song. Saying unto the Lord, all the earth, saying unto the Lord, bless his name, show forth his salvation from day to day, declare his glory among the heathen, his wonders among all people. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the, and here's why, for all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. The Lord made the heavens. In other words, he is creator God, far and away the only true and living God, and that's why we worship him and him alone. I want to pray and then speak to you this morning on the subject of what we need in missions. Let's bow for prayer. Father, I love you. I thank you, Lord, for giving us this opportunity to hear about some of your plans on earth. And I pray you bless us and use us for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for standing. Uh, you can be seated this, this morning. Um, I guess if we were to really make a list about what all is needed in the subject of world missions, it would be as long as our arm. I mean, there's a, a million things uh, that are needed, but we can't talk about all of those things. So I decided uh, and felt led to preach from this 
uh, passage of Scripture, and I want to give you uh, three mindsets that are set forth in these verses, and I believe that each one of us, as members of temple, and more importantly, as children of the Lord, each one of us, I believe, need to adopt these mindsets uh, as we move forward in our life and in the ministry of missions. And so I want to kind of cut the fat and give you, uh, just give these to you this morning. Number one, the first mindset that I believe the scripture lays out that we need is what I call a scope of understanding. A scope of understanding. And I get that from verses one and two. The Bible says, Oh, sing unto the Lord uh, a new song. Sing unto the Lord, now watch this, all the earth. Sing unto the Lord, all the earth. Now, the, uh, here's what is just intriguing to me about this. The scripture in multiple places, and you can just do a, a very quick concordance search if, uh, uh, when you get home. It, it tells us over and over and over to sing unto the Lord. And over and over again, it speaks about saying a new song. And I believe that the new song that the scripture is talking about here is the song of the redeemed. In other words, it's not necessarily uh, uh, something out of the hymn book or, or some chorus, but it's the inner song, the inner joy, the inner peace, and the inner uh, godness that God plants inside of every believer when they get saved. I mean, let me tell you this. Before uh, that Pastor Carter Sr. introduced me to the Lord, I had no song. But after I got saved by the grace of God, the whole world looked different to me. And so it's the song of the redeemed. But here is the problem. There is a, the song is missing in so many places around the world. And so the scripture says, sing unto the Lord all the earth. But you and I know very well that most of the world's population is not singing this new song. In the lands uh, uh, across the world where they have never heard of Jesus Christ, like Brother Bounds was talking about, they have no song to sing because they don't know. And let me give you some research on that. There are 11,325 distinct people groups in the world today. Some say more, some say less, but we know that many at least. And when we say people groups... We mean a grouping of people. It could be a, a, a few hundred. It could be a, a few million. But a people group is a group of people that understand one another. And there's access within that group. And the gospel can spread throughout that group. But the gospel may not be spread from another group to that group because of language barriers and accessibility barriers. Like Brother Bounds was talking about the closed nations that do not allow Christian missionaries to come in and evangelize. So there's over 11,000 different groups of people in the world today. 6,545 people groups uh, have less, now get this, less than 2% of the people in all those groups are Christians. 
But it goes worse than that. There are over 3,000 groups of people in the world today that are unreached and unengaged. That means there's no church planting and missionary initiatives that are currently taking place. And here's the thing about that. I believe it breaks the heart of God. So we need to understand that that there's a song that is missing. In other words, what we have, they don't. It was August the 1st, 1994, when I went to 2750 McNeil Road in Fort Pierce, Florida, and pulled up. I was lost. I was bewildered. I had no idea what to do next. And Malcolm Carter Sr. sat me down in the front seat of his car, and he explained the gospel message to me. I was convicted of my sin. And right then and there, I'm talking about in the front seat of the car. I repented of my sins and trusted Christ. That was possible because I had a Malcolm Carter. He was in my town. The problem is this. There's so many, not just towns, nations where there's no Malcolm Carter to tell that seeking young man. So there's a song that is missing. We need to understand that. And we need to understand the substitute that is misleading. The Bible says in verse 5, For all the gods of the nations, and nations literally means people groups, for all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. You say, well, if they're not Christian, what are they? They are everything and anything that has set itself up to be a substitute of the true and living God. And so when we give to missions, we're literally battling uh, the the false idols in the world. And we are saying by giving uh, of our substance that we believe that Jesus Christ is the true and living Son of God. And the idols of the nations are nothing. Amen. Let me ask you this question this morning. Do you understand that? That the job of the church is incomplete. Incomplete. And we are not finished when it comes to reaching the world. I visited a Hindu temple this year in Clarkston, Georgia, which is just about three, three and a half hours from here. It's right, it's a suburb of, of Atlanta. And there are refugees from over 20 nations around the globe that have been resettled there in Clarkston. And I went with a group and walked into this uh, uh, elaborate, one of the biggest Hindu temples in the United States. And it's elaborate. And all over the main, um, we would call it, I would call it auditorium, all over that main area, there's a God here and a God there and all kinds of different gods. And let me say this. Chills went down my spine as I stood in the back and observed people literally bowing down and worshiping and and, and touching and, and bowing to brass and gold objects. I would encourage any Christian to see it. Because it'll make it more than words on a page or or make it more than some missionary's fleeting testimony. It makes it real. The world is lost without Christ and the substitute is miserable. 
Let me give you the second mindset that I believe we need to adopt. And that is not only a scope of understanding about all this, but I believe we need a spirit of unity. A spirit of unity. Uh, Unity is not uniformity. Unity is not when everybody looks the same. That's, That's not it. Unity is a spiritual grace, and it comes from within, and it's developed as we walk with God and come closer to Christ and closer to our other believers in the Lord. Unity is the state of being one, the state or fact of being, uh, of being united into one common goal. Say, preacher, what, what do we need to be united in? Well, we need to be united, first of all, in our message. In our message. And did you know that Temple Baptist Church has a message? Here's what it is. It's found in verse 2. Psalm 96, 2. Saying unto the Lord, bless his name. Now watch this. Show forth his salvation from day to day. Our message is God's message. That he came to earth. He lived a sinless life. He literally became sin for us and paid the penalty of sin which was death. But on the third day he rose again conquering death, hell, and the grave. Our message is that Jesus saves. I challenge you to find a better message than, than, than that. To find a better message than he that knew no sin became sin for us so that we would not have to face the wrath and the judgment of Almighty God alone. I'm happy today because Jesus is my advocate. Amen. I'm happy today because the wrath of God has been satisfied, satisfied, satisfied. And I didn't satisfy it. His only begotten son did. And the message is that we can cling to Jesus Christ. So we need unity in our message. And then we need unity in our mission. In verse 3 in our text, the Bible says, Declare his glory among the heathen, his wonders among all people. The truth of the matter is, we're the only ones that have a life-changing message that is worth the effort, the time, the money, and the energy to export to the whole world. And it's the message of Jesus Christ. Our message is Jesus saves. Our mission is taking Jesus to the world. Here's a big problem, though. Statistics show us that 96% of missionaries on the field today are serving in already reached areas. Statistics show us that less than one cent of every missionary dollar that is given today in missions goes, less than one cent goes to the unengaged, unreached people groups of the world. We have a job to do. Amen? So here's the question. Will you... And I, will we unite together with Temple Baptist Church and help reach the people of the world who so desperately need Christ the most? Now, I know what some might be thinking, preacher. 
Why, why would I work all week? Why, why would I uh, spend my effort and my energy and, and, and earn money only to send money so that, that, that people can get help, people that don't even like me probably, some of which in some of these countries hate our guts. Why would we send to them? Let me say this. It's not necessarily about them. The scripture tells us in Psalm 96 to declare God's glory. Declare God's glory. It's not just about seeing people saved. It's about declaring that, that, that there is a God in heaven who made the earth and made the heavens and everything that is therein. And listen, God is most glorified when we are most satisfied in him. And when we preach the gospel to the nations, God gets glory. Now check this out. Even if they reject Christ, God is still glorified. Our job is to send. Our job is to preach. Our job is to make disciples. But even when they reject, God is still glorified. Let me tell you when God is not glorified, when his name is not declared. Thirdly, the last mindset that we need... I believe, is a sense of urgency. Let me just say this. We don't have long. We don't have long to get this job done. Why do we need a sense of urgency? Well, because of the Lord's command and because of the Lord's coming. We know that we are commanded to go ye therefore and teach all nations. The Lord has commanded us as Christians to reach the world. But also we need urgency because of the Lord's coming. I like Acts chapter 1 and verse 11. After Jesus ascended back to the Father, the Bible says, Which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. In other words, he's coming again, he's coming again, he's coming again, and he has left us a job to do. Three people die every second. 180 die every minute. 10,800 people die every hour. And 259,200 people. Every day. Let's get a sense of urgency about this thing. Let's gather around the altar in just a moment and unite together as a local body of believers and say, God has given us a great commission, and together we can do our part. Amen. Let's all stand to our feet with heads bowed and Eyes closed, if you will, and I'm going to ask Pastor Malcolm to come and extend the invitation. And I pray that you would come this morning and say, Lord, here am I. Use me. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for all that we've heard today. Thank you for Brother Bounds. and Lord, what we've been doing and partnering with him for the last six years. And Lord, this month... This whole month, this this missions emphasis month, Lord, I want us all to ask the question, what do we do? What do we do? 
as an individual, not as a church, not as a church as a whole, but as an individual. Father, what do you want me to do? Lord, I, I know what you have spoken to my heart about as far as the offering that you want me to give. But there's, there's more to that. Lord, you may, call, you may call someone to go to the mission field. You may call someone this month to go into ministry. But Lord, we all have to ask the question, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And Lord, that's my prayer. That's my invitation. That's what I'm wanting everyone here to do throughout this month. Be in serious prayer and say, God, I want to be fully surrendered to you. I want my whole life, every aspect of my life, to be surrendered to the perfect will of God. And whatever that might be, if that might be serving in this church, if that might be serving in a place that's needy, if that might be going to the mission field, whatever it might be, Lord, whatever the, the dollar amount is, Lord, whatever you want us to give, Lord, we want to be in your perfect will. I pray that your will be done. In Jesus' name, Lord, there's, there's, there may be someone here that's not saved. Lord, we've got altar workers here at this altar. Be glad to take a Bible and show them how to be saved. Maybe, maybe they've been coming and, and they feel like this is where you want them to join. This is where you want them to be. God, I pray that they will come now during this invitation. I pray that your perfect will be done. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.